Hello, everyone. This is Tommy. Welcome to the World at War Comics podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We have a very great guest today, um, Chris Rada, um, and he is one of the publishers for Critical Entertainment. Um, they have produced some amazing comic books. One of my favorites right here is The First Americans, um, an incredible three-part series. They also have The Cowboy with Many Hats, um, which is another um, good comic book. Um, they have Lifeboat. This is actually by the uh, second publisher under Critical Entertainment. That is uh, Mason Mendoza. But today we're going to be talking about Chris. We're going to be talking about Critical Entertainment and everything that has gone into it and what their goals are um, with their publishing company. Um, so before we get into that, though, if you could give us a like and a subscribe, that really helps out the channel. And uh, yeah, without further ado, here's Chris and I. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the World at War Comics podcast. Today, we have a special guest. We have Mr. Chris Rita. Chris, thanks for joining us. Um, really a, a pleasure to have you. I know we met at San Diego Comic-Con and I was able to pick up some of your comics. It was my first introduction into Critical Entertainment and I've really enjoyed it. So I was glad you were able to come on and I thought maybe we spend some time talking about some of the stuff that you've done. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, how'd you like Comic-Con this year? I loved it. I mean... I don't go every year. Um, so Hall H is always usually the center, but I feel as comic book creators, and I heard this from a lot of people at the show, um, although, you know, you, you certainly feel for everyone that's fighting for equal pay and, and uh, you know, the right to make a living wage. Uh, so you, you don't want to wish anything like that on anybody. Um, but with Hall H not being there, it seems like comic book creators really made out for the most part. The floor was packed. People were buying more than they normally did. Um, and there wasn't so many distractions. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a comic con. At least it's, uh, it was started off that way. And I feel like uh, with the popularity of some of the comic book movies at the you know the last few years, that's kind of taken control. I don't know if you felt the same way, but it was packed on the floor. Yeah, it, I think it was kind of nice uh, to have people a little bit more focused on the comics. I feel yeah. like that's like the toughest thing when you yeah. go to Comic-Con and you're like, oh, this is a show about, you know, uh, waitresses or something. It's like, <laughs> why is this here? You know, so it, it's nice to have it a little more focused yeah. on the comics and the comic creators and you know i got a lot of actor friends and writer friends and stuff yeah. you know it's it's tough in the yeah. business they really don't like paying you that much yeah. i've worked for free a lot like yeah. a lot yeah. like for years um yeah. and they're just look there's 10 guys behind you 100 guys behind you yeah. ready to go so yeah. that's why they can you know charge you so little um, yeah, that's but tough. it was it was nice. We had a lot of traffic. Uh, we had a new booth this year. They moved mm -hmm. us to the movie section. Um, so this was our best year. Most amount of people that came up and bought stuff. So hey, it was good for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Uh, you had a great booth, and it was fun meeting you and Mason. So um, yeah, I really appreciated it. Yeah, and I, I picked up some on. pretty cool books, man. Uh, this one was. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. We'll get into that in a little bit. Nice. That was very nice, nice man. I, I love the style of the 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 story. Um, but we'll we'll kind of talk about that because it's very unique for a comic book for sure. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll go over a few of those things. You'll see. Yeah. Uh, I I play with a lot of different genres, mm -hmm. um, a lot of different styles of. I'll have that book, not no dialogue, right? Yeah. And then I'll have Planetary Expansion, which has a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, let's let's start at the beginning, Chris. Um, obviously, you're in the comic book world right now. When did that passion for writing and storytelling begin for you? Uh, so really, I went to Cal State Northridge mm -hmm. uh, for film school. Mm -hmm. And I took an adaptation class and they went over uh, a lot of literature books and one comic book. And um, I was doing a lot of TV scripts. I was trying to do spec TV scripts mm -hmm. and do original screenplays and stuff. And uh, I worked at a lot of production offices and I kind of saw how the process works. It goes, you know, the script goes to an intern the intern writes some coverage, it goes to the assistant, he might read it, have his own notes, then it gets to the boss, and he kind of like just, he just goes, okay, you know, yeah. let me read the, let me read this coverage, and then that's it. So really, when your script hits the producer, the guy mm. who's making the decisions, he might not even really be reading the script, mm. um, but if you give him a book like this, yeah, and it has all the visuals and they can visualize it. Then you kind of like already have your movie too. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's a lot easier to grab the attention of a producer uh, with this as opposed to here's the, you know, the hundredth script you've got today. <laughs> and they all look the same. And really, you only look twice at it if it has, you know, Tom Cruise attached or yeah. someone's kid attached or something like that. So I really kind of got into, okay, maybe I'll make some comics and try to get them adapted. And really the process, it was like, cool, I have my film already. Like I could, you know, it's there, you see it. Um, and if someone doesn't make it, so what? Yeah. You know, so I kind of fell more in love with making comics and then trying to do screenplays out of them. So I kind of just got stuck here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, I just kind of enjoyed the industry a lot more. I thought it'd be a little bit easier for me to get into it. And you do get to work with artists, which is really cool. Um, you know, that's the fun thing about the film industry is you work with like a bunch of different people. But like in comics, you get to work with these artists and to see like your ideas come out. Like in the first Americans, it's like beautiful. Yeah. And you get those pages back and you're like, this is great. You know, it's it, it's a movie. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of how I fell into comics. Yeah, no, it definitely is all there. And you could see that that relationship with the artist, specifically in the first Americans has to be crucial. Right. Because a storytelling um, is coming through the art. And so you two have to be really aligned so that 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 story and that message that you want comes across in the art. And I, I felt like I don't know what the the background or the foundation for first American was in your eyesight, but I felt like the messaging got across as far as just the, the path that they had to take um, the danger that they had to live through day by day as they made that kind of journey up into, at least this is part one. So we get up into Alaska and that's kind of where it ends, but man, that was absolutely incredible. The visual is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. And so that, it, that that kind of goes into like one of my first lessons is show not tell right yeah. in film school and they they make you do projects or like small projects where there's no dialogue in it so you got to like force yourself to do it. Yeah. So, you know, if you fall in love with it and don't try to be Tarantino in every single thing <laughs> you do, you know. Yeah. I try to take advantage of the medium, right? Yeah. So, even though I want to make films and stuff like that, 
there's stories that just work much better for comics. Yeah. Right? 14,000 yeah. years ago, a little bit easier. Yeah. To stretch it out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, so that passion, did you grow up reading a lot of comic books or growing up, you really were just a movie buff and wanted to get it on the movie side. And then comics kind of fell on your lap as that medium to help get into uh, the film industry. So for me, I, uh, I kind of had some trouble reading when, when okay. growing up. Mm-hmm. And I kind of gravitated to like Amazing Spider-Man and X-Men. Yeah. And it was much easier for, for me to read and then have a visual to it and put it yeah. together. So that that really improved my reading skills. Yeah. Um, and I did fun stuff like, you know, I'll, I draw like a cool Spider-Man Venom comic you know yeah. <laughs> comic and stuff and i didn't think much much about it um yeah. and i was originally going to try to do computer science because that's kind of what my mom did and i'm oh. good at math and yeah. then i just kind of got stuck in math classes and i was like <laughs> this doesn't even really make sense for programming and yeah. then i took a film history class mm-hmm. and it showed like casablanca the graduate all these the sting all these classic films and how you can like look at them differently yeah see how all these shots are used to make moods and stuff and i kind of fell in love with it yeah and i kind of just fell into film i tra- uh, i went to pasadena city college for a while before i transferred to csun and they have a crazy good film program oh wow and yeah i just i was like nonstop. i just want to do stories and yeah. i was taking as many units as possible <laughs> making as much stuff as possible so that's awesome you know uh Comics kind of has a foundation for me, you know, back in my past and it, yeah. it kind of came back. So I was like, okay, now I'm making comics like I did when <laughs> I was like 10 years old, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very cool. So where did critical entertainment come into play? Uh, so I had a few books, but it was just me. And uh, I decided to team up with Mason Mendoza. Yeah. Um, you know, Lifeboat's one of his books. Yeah. You'll see up here. And then we co-wrote Minion. And actually, in college, we came up with this story idea. You know, it was like the classic dorm, you know, oh, here's a cool idea we have. We have all these friends who are like, oh, I remember you were talking about this story, you know, (laughs) 10 years ago, and it finally came to fruition. Um, So now that I teamed up with him, I had a company. And it was just once we had the company, it's easier to get booths. It's easier to get a booth at Comic-Con. People look at you differently and, um, you know, not not to discredit like Image and Boom and all 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 these other publishing companies. It's it's hard to get in. It really is. And you could have the best, most beautiful thing, you know, like you could have first Americans there and it won't really matter too much to them Mm -hmm. because you're not Robert Kirkman or you don't have any previous history. Mm -hmm. And. You know, it's like that in film too. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, well, you know, you're you're a director. What have you done? It's like, well, I can't be a director. It's like, <laughs> you know, so I kind of saw the process. Uh, I worked at Boom Studios for a little bit, um, and so I kind of saw that end. But it's really tough. They take a lot of percentage. Um, yeah. You got to like make a certain amount first to pay for their editor editing costs and advertising so it's like i'm already paying that yeah so maybe i should get more than like 
8% or something. You right. know, the whole concept is here, I, here's the whole product. I'm giving it to you. And they're like, great. Now we're going to do you the favor. You know, yeah. that's what a lot of it is. Like we're doing you the favor, even though you do all the work. Yeah. Right? We're kind of going back to the strikes here. It's yeah, like a yeah. lot of these executives just go, well, there's a million other actors and stuff and a million other writers, but they are the ones who put your things together. Yeah. You know, no matter how much AI or Photoshop you throw at things, like you do need people, you yeah. do need creative and people are dedicated to things. So, yeah. you know, I just wanted to make my own company, kind of do it myself and try to reap my own rewards, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's just kind of how it is. And now it might be easier for me to get into an image and stuff like that. But yeah, um, I had to kind of do all this first. You yeah. know, this is what opened a lot of doors for us. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you get to learn all those those processes. You might have learned a little bit of those um, when you were at Boom anyways. But man, there's, it's a lot of work to put a comic it, book together, right? It it's not just writing work. a story and, and getting somebody to do the art and you're done, man. There's it's it's a process and it's not cheap either and and then there's you know you got to ship them the products you got yeah. a website <laughs> yeah. diamond you know it's like a whole other beast oh yeah um, distribution so yeah there really is a lot that goes into like just one comic book yeah um, yeah <laughs> what was the first comic that you published under critical entertainment um so Really, the first works I had when I started were was the Cowboy with Many Hats here. Yeah, yeah, I did pick that one up. Right. That's and this one. is with Tad. So he did the first Americans, right? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I would I did this with him first. Uh-huh. Then I knew I could work with him and stuff like that. And um so I I had that, and that one's what coming out November 15th in Diamond. So like oh, this perfect. is our first book that's gonna come out. It's nice nice but really it was zombie zero right this was my wow. first like okay here's my film i want it to you know be adapted someday and you know it just started with one chapter and i was in a writer's group too yeah. so i was like pitching it to them and stuff like that and getting feedback and i wrote seven chapters pretty much and uh, i had one fit one artist that fell through that didn't work yeah. but then I got Leandro Rizzo so like this is kind of kind of was my big flagship uh for yeah. company starting That's awesome. so these were the first two yeah yeah and how many issues of the the zombie do you have so it's seven issues right zombie the full, zero yeah. the full book it's 250 pages nice um and that comes out November 29th no, and you'll be able to get that through Diamond so people could ask their comic book stores to pick that up too? Yeah, so it will be in the September catalog. Nice. September catalog. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that's, that's the first step is getting it in the catalog. And then as fans, they could go into their comic book shop and say, hey, I want this. And it's very easy for them to go to the website and just order it. Um, so yeah, and, I mean, congrats. That's huge. And this has actually been optioned by Patriot Pictures too. Wow, that's so, huge, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a director and a screenplay and everything. So wow. Yeah. So that could be the first uh um, adaptation of your graphic novel out of critical entertainment, then, right? That's what we're hoping, you know. Yeah. It's it's a straight like start to finish film length type. Yeah. Thing. 
and there'll be some changes, right? You know, sure. Um, yeah. But that's that's the other thing too is since I've worked a little bit in the film industry, I know like no, you can't change anything. You know? <laughs> Don't change anything because that'll get the door slammed on you real fast. Real fast, yeah, yeah, real yeah. Fast. You, you kind of get married to your creation, right? And unfortunately, yeah. not everybody else has the same care for your creation as you do. They might like the concept, but they might need to make some changes to uh, you know to broaden the audience for you on your behalf and. I know, you know, as a writer, you, you you have what you've created. You don't want anybody to touch it because you're very passionate about it. But uh, eh, let's tweak a couple of things here and it might be able to create more passion. And look, maybe my eighth movie, you know what I mean? I can, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. clamp her down. But, yeah. um, you know, that attitude, you kind of have to have that with artists too. When you give them a script and you get stuff back, you yeah. got to let them have some room, right? Yeah. Yeah, to be absolutely. creative. You know, because yeah. if you try to have it exactly your way, you're going to drive each other nuts, you yeah. know, and be unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting, man. That's that's huge. I think that's I don't know if that's every comic book uh, creator's dream. I'm not sure everybody goes into it for the purpose of going to film, but it's got to feel extremely good if you do get option for a film. That's awesome. It's good. It's good. Yeah. And, then I, you know, I work with the producer a lot, so yeah. I'm kind of avoiding the oh, it just got an option and it's going to just sit in a vault somewhere, which yeah, is very popular, especially with comic book properties, right? Yeah. I mean, how many times did you hear Lock and Key got optioned? Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's a huge book. That was a huge yeah. book. Huge, yeah. It's gigantic. So, you know, um, there's a lot of creators who are like, I live in the Midwest or I live, you know, I live on the East Coast. And I mean, I live in LA, so yeah. I can make these meetings. Yeah. And, you gotta be able to like go to these meetings like mm. hey i want you to meet this director hey you know what do you think of this script you know yeah. um so yeah uh i am kind of doing the dual role thing but i promise it's like i'm not just making comics to make films yeah like, yeah exactly yeah so which i think is okay if you are i mean a lot of films have been turned into a comic as well right so i think it goes both ways and at the end of the day, right, uh, I think a lot of us enjoy comics because we do want to kind of escape and get lost in a story. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I have a comic from a film right here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Coastland. Right, with Nicolas Cage and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah. So, like, what is so since you've been in the film industry and you live in LA, and you've gone through the schooling, and you kind of know a little bit of the ins and outs of how that operates. If you are a comic book creator, and you do want to, you know, one day possibly have your story be picked up and turned into some sort of a series or a movie, um, what are the, you kind of mentioned one already, but what are some of the things not to do to, to make sure that you don't slow the process down and then it gets shelved? Um, you mentioned one right now is be open to changes because that's going to happen. And that's a quick door um, being yeah. shut if you're not right. Any others that people should be looking out for if they're in that process or looking to do it? Um, so a lot of people, uh, I, I've seen it from the other side too, because I do work for this producer as well. Uh -huh. and we, we do look out, you know, he wants me to look out for good properties that are turned into film. So yeah. I've kind of dealt with some of it on the other side. You get a lot of people, right, that are, okay, you can't make any changes. And you also get a lot of people who are like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
and my agent like we've heard this before it's like some unknown writer with a story idea that there's you know it's like oh this assassin story there's a million assassin stories you know uh and they'll be like this is my agent told me this is the next Fast and the Furious yeah, yeah. franchise. So I don't know if I can let it go for this or that. Or, you know, so that's like, okay, you're gone. You know, because yeah. once someone thinks that they're way better than you already, yeah. they're gone. Um, there's that. There's the, like, it's it's worth more than it is. Um you know, uh, there's there's the like, I won't sell it to you unless I direct it back to like, what have you directed before? You know, yeah. <laughs> who are you before? Right. So now you're back on the other double edged sword, the other side of like, what have you done? Yeah. What can you bring to us? So that's why it's so hard to make things in the very beginning, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if you are coming from the very beginning and you're already feel like you're Tarantino out of the gates you know you're you're gonna you're gonna get pushed out the door real fast because yeah you know you can be talented but no um and then some other things you know at least what to do is go up to people's booths like our booth uh -huh. or go up to um maybe not marvel exactly but go up go to these booths go to these comic conventions and you gotta be able to here's my comic right yeah but one 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 like don't do this is don't be like oh you're a big movie producer um here buy this book and i'll give it to you you know yeah so you gotta be willing to go you know let some printing costs go um and yeah like just don't think you're tarantino right out of the yeah. gate you, know, you can be robert kirkman later yeah, yeah so you know yeah be open and there's going to be a lot of rejection so yeah just that's part of hollywood get, right kind of get used to it a lot of people who are they'll come up to your booth and they'll be like oh, i work with this guy and that guy and they don't really have any credits and so there's a lot of bs too for sure so those for sure. are some pitfalls to watch out for people who just want to buy your thing real quick and like you got to do your research look at your contracts yeah like stuff yeah. like don't get too excited be patient right be patient you you can't go to a film producer and be like where's this where's this where's this like you know my boss he's traveling all the time he barely has time right yeah. that goes back to he barely has time to read scripts yeah it's easier for him to grab a comic yeah yeah see what it is you know yeah yeah that's awesome man incredible what a what a crazy uh process what, what percent do you think of ideas initially get picked up but then they're shelved for a very long time you think that's a lot like it's more are more than 50 percent it's a it's a lot it's a lot yeah it's like uh i i put it closer to 75 percent wow yeah maybe Maybe it depends on the producer. Like my, mm -hmm. the, you know, Michael Mendelssohn, he makes films. So yeah. he, you know, he does like collecting some IPs, but yeah. he's a little bit, his pitch was a little bit more like, I actually do make them. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. He's a little bit more of an, in, you know, he's, he's not a crazy big Paramount uh -huh. studio like that. So yeah. I, a little bit better chances through mm -hmm. him 
right? He's a little more direct. But, you know, yeah, if Sony picks up lock and key and it sits forever, like, that yeah. that's tough. And especially, like, we've picked up, we picked up another book uh, from Christina Blanche. Um, and she lives in, she lives in Indianapolis. She can't come out to meetings and keep bugging Michael and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, yeah. it's just tough. It, it's yeah. tough. And there's a lot of different avenues, you know, like I'm doing him favors. He's going to more likely do me favors, Sure, you know, yeah. but not everyone has that option. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. You have everyone's path is unique. They tell you yeah. about, about a lot in film school. It, you know, mm -hmm. you could be Fox's president, you know, the, you know, the son of Fox yeah. or something, or you can have no contacts and make yeah. your way up and have just one incredible book. You know, um, Michael found us at Comic-Con, right? Oh, really? He found us at Comic-Con and came up to our booth. He, he liked our company and he was like, do that for me. And I like Zombie Zero, so, and I like this other book, and so there we are, you know. Um, so you got to put yourself in the opportunities, right? Uh, yeah. You'll hear that a lot, but really, like, if you have a booth at Comic Con, stay at the booth. Yeah. Don't go to Hall H. Like, <laughs> you gotta sit there, and you know, yeah. you were in small press for a long time, and it's crowded, and you're shoulder to shoulder, but. You know, that's what you got to do and book yeah. signings and podcasts and stuff like that. It's like half half of it's business. I do more business than I do writing now. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's flipped completely. Mm, that's interesting. You like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just the nature of the beast. huh? I think most people think they're they're They think they're going to be like a dream writer. <laughs> and it's going to go to image and their first book's going to blow up and they're just going to write all day. And yeah. even if you're in image, even if you're in uh, Marvel, yeah. you can't just sit around. Right. You, yeah. you got to get out. You know, mm -hmm. it really is. And it's tough because we're all introverts, you know, yeah. <laughs> comics and not talk to people. And, <laughs> yeah. Man, you got to just sit there at Comic-Con for five days, suck yeah. it up, you know, maybe let an exclusive or two go away. Yeah, you know, not stand in a line and put yourself in the right spot. So yeah. that's kind of right. There's there's my advice. You just got to hustle. <laughs> oh, very cool. What was the second uh, book published under uh, Critical Entertainment so, after uh, Cowboys with Many Hats? The Cowboy with Many Hats. Cowboy with Many Hats. Then it was. Let me grab it here. Yeah. There was Space Dragon here. Oh, okay. Face Dragon. I didn't see that one. Yet. This one, Space Dragon. Oh, Space Dragon. Interesting. Right, so this is a lot like the first Americans. There's no dialogue. It's all visuals. Uh, same artist? So this is Alonzo Molina Gonzalez. Okay. He's one of the artists that we work with here. Yeah. Um, and this was like my big show, not tell uh, book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it... It basically was my first like full kind of like book. This is like a hundred pages. Oh, okay. So you did everything pages. all at once. It wasn't a, like a three-part series that you turned into a graphic novel type thing. Right. So this was yeah. like my first like book put together. The Zombie okay. Zero book was still like single issues at the time. Okay. Um, 
It was awesome. That, There's like alternate cover. We got like this alternate cover. Oh, that's cool. That was nice. So this this will be like a website exclusive now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. This will be available on Diamond and it's only like $15. Um, oh, yeah. I have to pick that one up next. And yeah, this is my only all ages book. Uh, okay. Yeah. So once again, different genres, uh, mm -hmm. different style, uh, all ages. So that that was my second like book, and then mm -hmm. my next like kind of big series was this planetary expansion. Planetary expansion. And this yeah. is like my ongoing series. Mm -hmm. All right, colony ship heading to a new Earth-like planet in another solar yeah. system. So they get in this like huge rocket that holds a thousand yeah. people, and you kind of follow all the different people's lives. What mm -hmm. are you like? You know, there's there's like an ex NBA star. And then there's the scientist who found like this this planet in another solar system. Oh wow! There's there's like an outlaw who's trying <laughs> to like get out of his syndicate, and he's like, "Hey, they're getting out of here. This is the only way I can break away." Yeah. Um, and you know, there's the ship captain, the guy who like owns the ship, who's sort of like a Steve Jobs, Elon Musk <laughs> mix. Yeah. Um, so that this is kind of like my ongoing series. I'd like to go for a while. Yeah, and yeah. I'd like to get it adapted into a TV series. Mm -hmm. um, but that's my ongoing. So th yeah. this and the first Americans are my two like continued series where I'm just the writer. Okay. Um, so yeah, like Space Dragon Planetary. So I did a little sci-fi binge. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Right, I, love right, it. I got the zombie stuff out of my system. <laughs> right. I was like, cool, finally yeah. my zombie story. Yeah, and, yeah. I can touch into sci-fi, which is a little bit more my strength, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of research done for planetary. I've read a lot of boring science books now. <laughs> I interviewed some people from JPL and stuff like that. Oh, wow. I've gone to JPL and checked out yeah. like the rover that's now on Mars and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, that's my, those are my second and third books. Yeah, very nice. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. adding up after a while. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Now, as far as you and Mason and how you run critical entertainment, do you have distinct functions or you both are just producing content and just trying to get it out there? Um, you know, we we do have some kind of roles. We, uh -huh. we have some roles where I handle some things and he yeah. handles another. Um, but really it's kind of like we just make our own work and yeah. then we have the, you know, I do a lot of the day-to-day -day operations. The, okay. The, the get the UPC code and the ISBN <laughs> number and taxes yeah. and, uh, you know, setting up the conventions and, you know, just the whole like Comic-Con having a booth there. Yeah. The forms, the badges, the deadlines, the hotels, all that stuff. I handle a lot of that. Uh-huh. Um, because you build a relationship with them. That's how you sure. get like the better booths. Oh, you know, okay. Like, yeah. After X number of years and you bug mm -hmm. God a million times, <laughs> please upgrade us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll do some of that stuff. Mason will come to all the cons. He he's a better salesman than me, right? Okay. He's a little bit uh better salesman than me. He's yeah. like the opener, I'm the closer. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> on some sales. Uh -huh. um, 
and we try to do you know he has different genres too so we do yeah. a lot of the like oh you you like cowboys you like this cowboy thing okay cool you like shorts here's his short by yeah. the same artist mm -hmm. or something like that yeah so that's kind of how we we help out each other um and yeah i really couldn't do it without mason and vice versa it's yeah it it, it it's tough you know it is <laughs> tough to be in a booth for four or five oh, yeah. years you need to go to the bathroom you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and you do want to walk around and stuff um sure and we have a few people who we hire to help us yeah but it's still um it's just easier like we just did a showcase we had a panel right at comic-con mm -hmm. it's just easier with two people up there talking than just yeah. one. um and we play off each other you know we've been friends for a long time so yeah. you know it 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 makes it a company you know i always look at things like D, &D you know yeah you have an extra party member like, <laughs> if if he does well then right. i'll do well and for vice versa. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I try to keep have the team mentality. Yeah. You know, we get experience together. If if you get a cool magic weapon, that's better <laughs> for you. Cool. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that 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 was the idea. And that's the same sit back to like if you submit some to image, you might yeah. have your artist. But if you have two people, it's a lot better. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's a lot better for me to go like, hey, you know, check out Lifeboat. You know, it comes out. When, when does it come out? November twenty second. Mm. Diamond. It's his first short story. Nice. Um, and he's, you know, Mason's a little younger than me. Uh -huh. He doesn't have as much film experience. Um, he he's a philosophy major. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, there it is. Like I I have a little more expertise in film. Uh -huh. um, he he can focus a little bit more on e editing and mm -hmm. storytelling and stuff like that sort of the strengths you'd get for from being a philosophy major right yeah yeah you well, know, that's very cool he uses a ton of philosophy in in, in his books yeah i bet <laughs> yeah if you have yeah. a passion for it right you're going to find it throughout anything that you do right expressively yeah pretty much uh, yeah <laughs> yeah you know, I want to do a sports story at some point. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big sports guy. Are um, you? But so I want to do that. I, I have the sports character in Planetary, you know. Kind oh, of like, yeah. The NBA oh, player. It's like if LeBron left at 32 to go on the spaceship, you know, yeah. I'm making Space Jam, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making the real Space Jam. So, so I get some, I get a few elements in there. Uh, yeah. Like Minion, this guy likes baseball. So you'll, you'll, there'll be some like flashbacks um, or like when he's traveling somewhere, he might join like a baseball team for an episode. You know what I mean? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Very awesome, man. When's your next uh, con that you're doing? Um, I, you, you do certain ones, right? You kind of have a calendar of ones you do every year, the same ones. Yeah. So our, our cycle is WonderCon. Okay. Uh, WonderCon, San Diego, and then Los Angeles. And then so Los Angeles. We really focus on all the, you know, like the film areas. Yeah. Um, we used to do Emerald City. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the pandemic hit. And then yeah. it was very light when we got back. And our company just got so big where it, it's really hard to do both. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think the big change was they changed the date. 
LA oh, okay. Con and Seattle decided they were going to have, you know, pick mommy or daddy and put it on the same weekend. Yeah. And, um, yeah. One, I have to drive for 14 hours with a bunch of stuff in a car and the yeah. other it's like, five minutes from me so yeah <laughs> that was an easy decision probably it's a really easy decision and uh we loved emerald city yeah um, it's nice to get to seattle and stuff that's where i met tad galusha oh uh, okay for the first americans he goes to emerald city a bunch he lives in alaska oh okay so i love going there that's that's a really good place to find artists is emerald mm. city okay um but yeah, we had to cut that one out. It's just too much. And like yeah. Comic-Con's too big for me now. So, yeah. you know, I, we got to focus on the three. Yeah. And we're LA-based, so, yeah. you know. Makes sense. Makes sense. So we'd love to do Chicago and New York. Yeah. Right? If, when we get bigger. I think Chicago or New York, I think, is coming up, right? Or did it just pass? I don't know. It might be coming up. Yeah, it's. I think it's coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's yeah. just really tough. Um you know, when, when too. You, it it's hard. You got to ship your book. If you're not driving, you got to ship your books. And yeah. it's like the whole process, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, when I worked at Boom and we did Emerald City, you know, they had it shipped to a comic book store. We went there. We picked it up. It was just like a whole yeah. mess. So those ones are tough. Yeah. Um, but really, yeah. WonderCon, L.A., um, San Diego. And kind of back to the year, like, you know, people who were trying to get stuff adapted. Yeah, come to our booth, like, yeah. all the time. And there's a lot of people like, oh, I want to make, you know, will you pick us up? We can't really pick up your comic yet. But like, yeah. if you keep bugging me, if you keep showing up. Yeah. Persistence is very key. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very awesome. What else do you have going on, Chris, that we haven't talked about already? So yeah, uh, really the biggest thing for us is we're in Diamond now. Yeah, so it's huge. got into Diamond. We're going to yeah. be in the September catalog here. I think it comes out the 25th. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, our first three books, it's going to be The Cowboy with Many Hats, comes out the 15th of November. Mm -hmm. uh, Lifeboat comes out the 22nd. And then uh, Zombie Zero comes out the 29th. Okay. So we have three books in November, and then in December, December 12th, we'll do uh, Planetary number one, right? So please go to your comic book shop and tell them you like our books and, you know, try to get them to stock, you know, put things in stock. A lot of it's relations to retailers. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's a whole other ball ballgame. Um, yeah. and, then, and then we'll come out with Space Dragon. Yeah, you know, Minion is the other big series for us. So we'll do that. And yeah, you know, Planetary has six issues already. Oh, wow, yeah. Right. So I love the concept of it. I'm gonna have to pick. I didn't pick that one up for some reason at the show. I don't know why, but that one actually, <laughs> I love sci-fi and that one has me intrigued, especially the NBA player and I got to get into that story as to why they would leave. Right. We got like the NBA player. Oh, have, there you go. We have, uh, we have twins, uh -huh. right? have the twins dynamic where yeah. one wants to leave and one staying. Oh, wow. Um, we have like the ex rock star who's going on a trip yeah. and he brings stuff to go on a trip trip. 
<laughs> we have the, the we have like an artist. She's like a painter who's uh -huh. going for inspiration. Right? There you go. <laughs> so going for inspiration. Yeah. We got just a teenager with a corgi that rides in a backpack <laughs> and floats through space like Cowboy Bebop, right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So a bunch of different characters. Um, Minion, right? We have, see, I got a lot of books now. Got, That's huge, so, man. It's incredible. So two, three, and four, they'll be av available. Uh, Mason's short, Life is an Open Door. He has one more short. That'll come out next year, too. I did see that one on the website. That one looks interesting. This one's cool. And this is a lot like Space Dragon. Same oh, art, okay. but no dialogue, right? Yeah. Very, Very cool. cool. And then, yeah, our, our first Americans here, number one. And number two's out. Tad's working on number three as we yeah. I mean, so far, I only got a couple. I got Lifeboat. I haven't read Lifeboat yet. I was going to wait to see if Mason comes on and we could do one for Lifeboat. But man, the first Americans by far my favorites. It's yeah, it's, the art is incredible. It's kind of a fan favorite. It's kind of a fan favorite. We also get a lot. Educators love it. Right? Oh, yeah. I can I, see I that. I think educators really like seeing a comic that they could bring into a classroom. Yeah, there's no dialogue, right? So you can interpret it how you will, and it's kind of safe for everybody and, and a little a little gory. But I mean, that's how it was at that time, right? <laughs> a, a little gory, it'll get a, a little more gory, you know. Yeah. But but that's just how it is. You're fighting a saber tooth cat. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which was time. awesome. That whole couple pages was amazing. And yeah, tons of research. Uh, like I love doing the research part, like planetary yeah. interviewing people. Um, first americans it was really tad he he liked paleo indians he yeah liked the culture he lives in alaska yeah it makes so sense I just did research and the story like came together you do yeah. the research and you get all these elements and you go oh this is the first time you know wolves started getting domesticated yeah Man, he's got a cool wolf <laughs> he does have a cool wolf. He's, yeah. he gets a cool wolf, <laughs> you know so so like really interesting parts of time yeah um, yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of based on a finding in Sierra Madre where they found a mammoth skeleton with these Clovis points. They call Clovis points. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Where they basically had these spears, but they 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 made them bigger and longer, um, be able to kill mammoths. Oh. So, so you know, the whole idea is wow, there were mammoths and humans here in you know, Sierra Madre, New Mexico, 14,000 years ago. Incredible, right? Incredible. I live in a, a little town called Hemet, and uh, they found some mammoths as well when they were digging up. They, they created one of the largest man-made lakes in the United States here called Diamond Valley. And uh, they they created a museum with everything that they found right they there. They found that stuff, yeah. So. Yeah, it's incredible. It's crazy to think um, how long ago there were people in America. And when I was first doing this, it was like, you know, not to get too like political. Yeah. That's when they were building the wall and, mm -hmm. you know, immigrants are bad and yeah. stuff like that. And this is kind of like a reminder. Hey, guys. You know, yeah. There's been people walking these lands for thousands long, upon thousands of years. Long time right? ago. Like, yeah. and not just, you know, Columbus or even yeah. the Vikings. Like, yeah. 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 Have, have some respect, you know, or, or perspective. 
yeah. exactly we yeah all take this journey here you know 100 yeah absolutely well chris i can't tell you how much i've enjoyed our conversation really appreciate you sharing your, your background and, and everything that's going into critical entertainment um i really enjoyed um these two creations of you that I did pick up at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So I, I definitely will get into my uh, local comic book store and make sure that they, they go to their uh, preview book and they make sure they order through diamond. Um, some of those titles that are coming up um, in September and then December is the, the planetary. So I, I will definitely make that I, anybody listening, make sure that you get in your comic book store and mention those same books. Um, but yeah, if there's nothing else, Chris, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. We'd love to do this again um, anytime you want, my friend. Oh, 100 percent. Let's talk some more, man. We'll yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, my friend. We hope you have a great weekend and we'll talk soon. OK, thanks, Tommy. All right. Thank you.